The opinions and views expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of HTT Media Group. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, lovelies, and thanks again for tuning in to Listen Closely. If you haven't already, please follow me on Facebook, where I'll be posting all things related to the topics of each episode, as well as merchandise and many other different things. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and listen closely. So today uh, we're going to be talking about UFOs. UFOs. Otherwise known as unidentified flying objects. And this one actually does take place here in Silsby. Does it now? It does. Huh. So in the 1970s, there was a huge UFO hysteria. Right. I'm not quite sure. I could never really see why. I researched and researched and researched, but there was never really any full explanation on why there was such a a big UFO sighting in the 1970s. Was it drugs? Was it, you know, aliens really liked us? I don't know. But to give a little insight in that, Mr. 37, president, claimed to have seen a UFO. Really? Yes. I did not know he that. He said in 1969, he uh, witnessed a a light in the sky that moved ir- irras- irrationally, irregularly. Uh, and he actually didn't report it then. He waited until 1973. Do you know who the president was? In there? I'm going to give you a hint. He quoted something that's, and he said, I am, I am not, not a crook. A crook. <laughs> yes. Richard Nixon. Himself. Saw a UFO. So that just gives a little insight that even the president of the United States at the time was seeing something in the sky. That was unexplainable. Um, So here in Silsby, uh, the first encounter happened October 25th in 1973 and was recorded in the Silsby Bee. Really? Yes. So the uh, key witnesses I will be talking about are David Snell, Henry Shavers, and Teddy Calhoun. Okay. So, according to their accounts, there was a big ball of fire around dusk on Tuesday, which I'm guessing is about the 23rd, while returning to Cook's Pasture east of Silsby. Okay. Uh, That was both David Snell and Henry Shavers who saw that. Meanwhile, uh, Mr. Calhoun heard a tremendous crash accompanied by a comet-like crash or in a tail, like a light tail. While he was feeding his horses near Lindsay Road. Uh, if, you, if you're from this area, you know the geography and you know where these areas kind of are. If you don't, you can quickly look up Lindsay Road, Silsby, Texas. You'll get a kind of idea of where he was. Uh, Mr. Snell uh, said that his Land Cruiser's headlights had failed while he was out there. And then, uh, and I quote, Then I thought the lights had come back on. It just got light all over. Then I saw a big ball of fire at the left of the truck. It had hmm. a tail like a comet, and it went to the ground. End quote. Well. He reported no loud explosion, unlike Mr. Calhoun, though. 
Right. So, what could it be? I mean, obviously, it's just, it's a UFO, but so this is three guys. And there's two different stories, but this is three guys right here that said they saw something all in one night. Okay, and just so y'all know, like, let's go ahead and put this out there, you know, full disclosure on this one. Um, so, my wife, you know, uh, we talk about this all the time. I She believes in aliens. I... I'm not so sure. I haven't been convinced yet, but I mean, I'm not. I'm ex, I'm I'm susceptible to the fact that there is other life out there. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. There are you know, it, the, the universe is pretty big. But yes, it is. It's very big. Uh, and but and and I have my questions, just like everybody else. But um, to say what they saw. Um, that's a good question. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard for me to answer that question. All right. So, BB also gave us an answer. Who? The Sills BB. Oh, did they? It is most likely a meteor. A meteor, of or course. Or shout, or shooting star. So, in October, we have some uh, a meteor shower that happens every year, roughly right. around the September-October area. Right. One of them is the, uh, I'm going to mess this name up, I'm sorry in advance, the Orionids. Okay. A meteor shower that is active every year in October, usually peaking around October 20th, 21st. And again, I said that this happened October 25th. It could be that... I am actually an alien because you said the meteor shower is October 20th or mm-hmm. the 21st. Mm-hmm. Usually peaks around that time. Yeah, that's when I was born. So <laughs> That would explain why you don't believe in yourself. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so going back to our story, Mr. Snell uh, did actually confirm, and I quote, I had a blown fuse. I found out when we got to town, but I sure didn't know that out in the woods. But they also didn't know about electromagnetic pulses at that time. So, fair. fair. And, I, and I will tell you this. So, and, and if you don't understand what I'm talking about, so anything, and we've we've learned this from watching a bunch of alien documentaries and stuff like that, but anything with a high radiation uh, slash electrical field can make damage other things in its path with that same electrical field so if he wasn't a ufo it could have blown his fuse but it had a tail like shooting stars so they believe it was just simply uh, a meteor shower and one might have quite possibly fell and hit the area somewhere right or burned Mm. up while it was falling down but but to add on to that story but wait there's more Harold Lee of the Silsby Bee, he was a worker, reported seeing red and white lights passing over the city Friday evening. Hmm. Uh, his description, uh, almost like an aircraft running lights, however. Right. So even his story was kind of, unfortunately, debunked. So it's it seems like they were really quick to, like, unexplain. Right. So uh, these, again, these are all in the Silsby Bee. Yes. Um, but Mr. Lee said he did see some red and white lights. However, he said that it couldn't be an aircraft running lights 
because they don't jerk erratically up and down over several hundred feet of airspace as he had reported them to do. That is correct. They are steady. So what what did he see? Because hmm. uh, um, comets are not red and white lights. Right. And again, this is 1934? I'm sorry, 1973. 73. So I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. 1973. So, I mean, there were aircraft at the time. Hmm. But who knows? I mean, that's a that's a hard one. Okay, so the first story, pretty easily explained, kind of a cool, you know, we're getting warmed up right. for this next one. Right. Oh, wait, there's two stories? There's two stories. Oh. So UFOs supposedly visited Silsby not once, but twice. Twice. Uh, those stories were easily explained off. We never know. Yeah. I mean, they, they know what they saw. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. But the next story and the next encounter, in 1973, the first one, October 25th, the second one, November 1st. So, all these things are happening around October, late October, early November. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Kind of, and if you, if you know anything, you know, kind of the witching times, witching right. hour type things. Right. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. So the next story uh, was reported in November 1st, 1973 by the Silsby B again. And the witness was Mrs. Paul Glenn Keith. Okay. Uh, they lived near Gore Store Road, which is north of Silsby. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Keith told the paper her and her husband were at home about 8 p.m. on Sunday, October the 28th, when they saw a light down a uh, camp waluda road okay which lined the trees hmm so like you know that that road is lined with trees right and like kind of just up above it was the light okay and she said and i quote at first it looked like a car coming down the road hmm but the light was a deep red like a tail light so but it's coming towards them right and uh i have a Huge quotes from her. So this is her, and I quote, It was about half a mile away when we saw it was a huge red light. It started to rise up in the air until it reached the treetops, then turned to one side. But that time the light was white and blinking, or twinkling like a star. When it got to the tops of the trees, it took off like a jet plane. Hmm. When it got some distance away, another light, just like it, twinkling too. Past it. That's weird. It is. She said that not only that time, but she saw a UFO two other times. Uh, two about two days earlier, but at the same distance. And she said, and I quote, they were lights that moved up and down. Hmm. Uh, we saw, we also saw something like it about we also saw something like it right above our house six years ago in 1967, right after we got married and moved here. A big light moved around over the house for a while, shining another light on the ground. Then it went away. But we weren't going to report it then. Hmm. So it's not the first time she had seen one, or even the second time, but it was actually the third time. All on the same area. 
so I, I'm going to give my explanation real quick on the whole, because, you know, we talked about just a minute ago about the why they come mm-hmm. during that certain time of year. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, if anything, it would be the climate of that type of time of year. Um, cooler. Yes. Now, you know, normally still in October, November, you know, it's in Southeast Texas, it's still pretty humid. It's still, you know, but it, you're starting to sense cooler weather. Um, and that could be a big reason because, you know, we, we talk about climate control and stuff like that. Well, these, these guys could be, you know, used to that type of climate. And so that's when they come. But, and it could also be the, uh, how the planets align that's during true that too. time of the year. That is true. That's a good, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's no really telling yeah. why they choose certain times or not, why they choose some areas more than others. Because actually, I saw in one uh, article that Texas sees the least amount of UFOs. Right. We have one of the fewer amounts of sightings in the United States. I mean, we, we can't really say why they like, say, New Mexico more. And it might be just simply New Mexico's looking up more. It could be that. It could be humidity. It could be a, a variable of things. Yeah. Um, could be that we're closer to the equator. I, yeah. I mean, I, you, you there's no real telling. I yeah. I mean, the only way to know is ask. Yeah. Unfortunately, there have been no aliens that decided to talk to us. Yeah. Um, if they did, I'm pretty sure they do not want to talk to me nor John. They'd probably want to talk to some higher ups, but you never know. I mean, if they talk to me, they better have a good cigar and a cup of coffee ready. Cause I'm about to, I, I'm a talker. So <laughs> they, They're going to be there a <laughs> yeah, while. Like, but, and something interesting in 1973, there was a huge, uh, like, account of a man who apparently it changed his life he got abducted by aliens in not in texas okay. in another area i believe it was georgia okay but that might have also sparked the alien like hysteria of the time well you know and, and not discrediting anybody but 1970s were it was the decade of exploration um mm-hmm. people were questioning more things than they normally do um, and so I don't know if that has a part to play in it, but it definitely, you know, they weren't taking stuff for face value anymore. Right. And so, like I said, it's hard to tell, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, and I, you know, I'm sure some of these people are still around and, and they can tell their stories and stuff, but, um, yeah, I, it's just it's just interesting to see that the Salesby B even picked up yeah, these stories, and right. I will have the articles linked uh, on my Facebook page. I'll have them linked or uh, a screenshot of the articles so you can read them yourself. Right. Um, I know I did say some names that might still be around. However, it was in the newspaper, so right. I was um, able to actually give you names today. Yeah, and, and it's. You know, I think that it's hard for me as a human to grasp something like that. Because, um, of course, I've, you know, now, don't get me wrong, and we've talked in in recent episodes about, you know, my dealings with the supernatural. Um, but at the same time, 
I am very, I'm, I do believe in ghosts. I do believe in stuff like that, but I'm very picky about what I believe. And I want the complete evidence. Like you want the facts. You want to see something. Right. And so I think that's what like gets me with the UFO thing, because I guess I've never personally been affected by it. So it doesn't really, my mind doesn't wrap around it. Possibly. Yeah. So, a little side note, side story, kind of funny. Uh, when I was little, <laughs> you know, the the big lights like you see in front of the fireworks, you know, like the light, yes. the searchlights yes. kind of thing. When I was little, I always swore up and down those were looking for aliens. <laughs> like, even in front of the fireworks stands, I was like, oh, they're looking for aliens. They want to make sure that they don't shoot them down with, you know, Fourth of July fireworks. Right. <laughs> and, and like, so like I've I've always believed like even way before I did this show before anything like I just there's there's no possible way evidence wise uh, statistics you know if you think about it that we are the absolute only thing intelligent form of life it's just we are unable to uh, make contact with life outside I mean obviously right. we have learned that there is life off of earth and on other planets correct however they're you know little microorganisms you know well, in like say ice and mars or something like they they found life it's plants, just yeah it's not intelligent life right but if there is life on other planets that we indeed have found surely there is intelligent life possibly further out well and that's the thing about that it's it's self-sustainment and that's you know yeah, they haven't found intelligent life, but they found things that intelligent life could sustain on. Right. I mean, there and are plenty of planets the... that said, you know, uh, you know, yeah, this planet isn't livable now for, like, say, us. Right. But at one point in its life, it very well could have been. Right. Um, and there's, you know, and I know that when this episode airs, we'll hit, get hit with all kinds of quandaries. Um, whether religious or non-religious, but if you have a question about it, you can always email us. Uh, go ahead and give out your email. So my personal email now for this show is htt, listen closely, at gmail.com. Right. You can also message me on Facebook. Uh, the handle is at htt, listen closely. Yeah. Or if you just want to type in listen closely podcast, I'm the first one that pops up. Uh, you'll see the headphones with the police tape uh, wrapped around it. And if you want to give me your account, maybe you've seen something that yeah. that you want me to know or, you know, tell your story. By all means, give me your stories, whether it's UFOs, whether it's, you know, Uncle uh, Jay, who just happened to be streaking down the road. Yeah. I mean, but you thought it was a Bigfoot. I mean, it doesn't yeah. even have to be UFOs. It can be Bigfoot, ghosts, or if you've heard of something you want me to check out. Right. I am fully prepared and willing to check on these stories. And Another thing about that is that we use discretion on the show. So if you do email her, but you say, hey, I don't want to be identified, we're not going to identify you. Yeah, I've had one person for another story who told me she didn't want to uh, ever say what she had seen or not seen uh, because of, you know, people would think she was crazy. So when I get to her story, I'm absolutely not going to say her name. I'm not even saying her name now. Yeah. Because she doesn't feel comfortable enough to give out her uh, her story with her name. 
and I am I'm perfectly okay with that. I will tell you my stories. I mean, I am an open book. Uh, John's pretty open. We will yeah. tell you what we've seen or not seen, or what we believe and not believe. Right. He doesn't necessarily believe in aliens. I am fully prepared to tell you I believe in aliens. Right. Now, whether they've contacted us, you know, at any point in our history, not even just Silsby, but whether they've contacted us in history, I think so. Now, you know, and, and in saying that, when I say I, I, I've never had one call me up on the phone and say, hey, bro, I'm alive. Like, like I exist. Yeah. So, like, that's, and that's. Or the, like, like the Horton, here's a who, like, we are here, yes. we are here. Yes. <laughs> like, I, that's never happened to me. So that's where, until the, that, if that day ever comes, then I will believe I feel it. like the but, day that that ever comes, kind of like the Independence Day, like, when you see it, you're going to be like, holy crap. I'm probably just going to be like, oh, okay. Just don't be like, like a Mars attack and like, you know, let a, let a dove out for them to shoot down. Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm open to it. I just don't know. No. Now, now, whether they're friendly or, you know, they're going to bomb us and I don't, I can't tell you that. But right. I will say, yes, I do believe that there is some form of intelligent life out there. Where or how friendly they are or what they even speak, I cannot tell you. Right. Um, whether they've actually abducted people and did surgeries is what how i'm gonna put it yeah i don't know i can't fully those people know their stories they can tell you what they've felt what they've seen what they've experienced i've never experienced any but i still believe yeah 100 percent. um and i think that's what it comes down to is is the personal belief uh you just gotta make up your own mind and that's what we're here for for you to make up your own mind to chase those rabbit holes to to and when you do chase down those rabbit holes when you go down them let, Let us, us know. know. Yeah. yeah. Or even if this just doesn't, like, you don't believe in aliens, but maybe this makes you look up every once in a while. Yeah. We have a beautiful sky. hmm Especially around this time. I mean, you can see the big, uh, the big dipper, little dipper, Orion and his belt. I mean, you can, you can see a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so even if it just makes you kind of go outside with your family and just stargaze, I mean, I, I would love that. Just yeah. spend quality time, maybe hunt aliens, maybe just <laughs> look at the beautiful sky. Right. Um, but yeah, that was two uh, two accounts that happened here in Silsby. One we can fairly reasonably explain off. The other one, we don't know. Yeah. But I do know what you need to do whenever you're looking for aliens. When you're looking, you have to always remember to also listen closely.